Welcome to Journeys into Wonder. 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 Join us to discover our remarkable universe. Today's episode, Computers. Let's take a journey into Computers. Not so long ago, computers were found only in laboratories and scientific institutes. Most people had never even seen one. Today, computers are everywhere, involved in every facet of human life. How did they become so important in such a short space of time? It was far back in the 18th century that Charles Babbage and Ada Lovelace first conceived detailed plans for mechanical calculating machines which must be considered the ancestors of our modern computers. But society was not ready for such ideas at the time. Babbage was smeared as a lunatic and hounded out of his university position. Lovelace was burned as a witch and their machines were never built. In the 1930s, mathematician Alan Turing designed his famous universal thinking machine. And although some could see the value of his creation, most found his concept too outlandish. Without financial backing, the thinking machine never went beyond the drawing board. And sadly, Turing himself was prevented from continuing his research by the prejudices of the day. After the Second World War, he was outed as a homosexual and in line with the intolerant practices of the time, confined to a lighthouse. It was not until 1994 that the first computer was finally built. American entrepreneur Bill Gates took Turing's designs and made them a reality. The machine was named Colossus, and though primitive by today's standards, it was certainly an impressive physical specimen. Three stories tall and weighing almost a million tons, it was a towering structure of rods, cogs, levers, switches, and vacuum tubes. Yet Colossus operated on a very simple, central concept. In the heart of the machine was a reading head, and through it ran an enormous iron chain whose individual links could be set to one of three separate positions, each of which represented a concept. No, yes, and hard to say. The reading head was able to read the position of the chain, as well as flip it to any of the other positions. It seems unintuitive, but using this ternary logic system, any arithmetical operation can be represented. The Colossus was able to perform functions like multiplication, addition, and even subtraction. Computers, computers, computers. The Colossus generated global excitement upon its unveiling. When Gates created a version of the Colossus that could be mass-produced, the C1 thinking engine, his company could barely keep up with demand. The C1 soon appeared in offices and government buildings around the world, and other companies scrambled to bring similar machines to market. The C1 certainly had limitations. It was enormous, loud, produced a great deal of smoke and flame, and it frequently exploded. Although its abilities seemed impressive at the time, in reality, most companies who purchased the C1 struggled to find any use for it, especially as reprogramming the machine was difficult and oily work that often led to explosions. By the late 1990s, 
Many were predicting that the computer craze would be short-lived. The situation was made worse when on January the 1st of the year 2000, every conventional computer on Earth stopped working forever as a result of the much-feared and little-understood Millennium Bug. Fortunately, the year 2000 also saw the arrival of quantum computers. Eschewing bulky chains, levers and tubes, these new machines computed directly onto elementary particles like peripherons and squooks. Immune to the Millennium Bug and able to perform quintillions of calculations every nanosecond, quantum computers made possible some astounding new features, such as spreadsheets, color photographs, and word processing. Most importantly of all, quantum computing also led to the Internet. The Internet is most simply described as a global, reticulated and decussated communicative computer interdependency with interstitial intersections. It came into being on the 11th of July 2004, created spontaneously by superintelligent quantum computers no longer under the control of their human creators. Almost overnight, it revolutionized society in every country with an electrical grid. Letters were replaced by electronic mail. In-person socializing was replaced by titter and tok-tok. Sex was replaced by virtual reality genital stimulation. Marriages between two individuals became a thing of the past, as people instead joined enormous online gestalt unions in which thousands link their social media accounts and participate in emotionally rewarding groupthink sessions that carry no risks of disease. The concept of the nation-state became irrelevant, as the big tech companies grew immeasurably more powerful than any country, and by 2008, most governments worldwide had been dissolved. The internet. There has, of course, been some criticism of the changes brought about by computers. There are those who feel that something has been lost now that most people spend their lives alone, interacting with others only through computer programs controlled by omnipotent megacorporations. But most of those naysayers have been mollified by the existence of Old Land, a rustic, technology-free environment operated by Apple and built on the landmass previously named Ireland. Those who are unsatisfied with the computer age can move to old land to spend their days foraging happily in the undergrowth and communing with others around the campfire, with the option to return to modern civilization should the appeal of the simple life ever dwindle. Meanwhile, the pace of progress has not slowed. This year, Google announced that it has completed construction of an online environment whose complexity is equal to that of the real universe. The company's chief engineer, Ryan Poltroon, became the first human to upload himself into this new digital world, leaving his physical body to be ground down into a nutritious mash. Experts predict that most of the world's population will follow suit within the next 10 years. People in poorer countries will be able to upload themselves to an affordable, economy-class digital world with reduced resolution and features, subsidized by the wealthy customers who upload to Google's premium universe. The physical bodies left behind will be used as biofuel for the reactors that power the world-spanning computer infrastructure required to sustain a digital universe, but that fuel source will not last long.
nor will any other fuel source on Earth. Once we move into our digital existence, our energy needs will only increase. Facebook has already launched a swarm of nanoships towards Jupiter with the intention of breaking up the planet into raw material to power their servers, an operation that will be live-streamed on the platform next year. A number of similar competing schemes are also in progress, with the most controversial being Google's plan to enclose the sun with a vast metallic sphere. This will allow the California-based software giant to harvest the entirety of the sun's mighty energy output and use it to power their gigantic array of quantum computers. Concerns that this may destroy the solar system have been raised, but Google are confident the benefits outweigh the risks. Whatever happens next in this new phase of the human story, one can be certain that computers will be at the center of it. Join us next time for more Journeys into Wonder.